Hey everybody, Danny here for what will be the final and last episode of Music Lesson Business Academy. Stay tuned. Welcome back to another episode and what will be kind of the last episode of Music Lesson Business Academy. At least it'll be the last episode of this podcast in its current form, current name and current format. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that here in just a minute. Also on today's episode, I have an interview with Jason Molenbrock from Blue and Green Music out in Phoenix, Arizona. And we're going to talk about some recent changes he made to his messaging and to his sales pitch after a coaching call we did. I talked a little bit about it uh, two episodes back. So here's here's what I'm doing with the podcast. Uh, and, And I think that this is something that's been on my mind for a while. I thought about it a lot. As a lot of you know, I was producing and... Uh, we'll still be involved with a award-winning podcast called iHeart Costa Mesa. We won an LA Press Award, which was pretty, pretty cool to be involved with that. And what I liked about that podcast was, although we talked to a wide variety of people in the Costa Mesa area, um, you know, some government officials and some nonprofits and things like that. Uh, we talked to artists, um, but we talked to a lot of business owners, and I really enjoyed the conversation w- with business owners. And even back then, I felt that I would like to do something that was a little bit more broad than just focusing on the music lesson uh, business. And, you know, it kind of slipped my mind or, you know, You get busy with other things. And I thought about doing a second podcast for a long time. Um, You know, and at the same time, I feel like, you know, we've really hammered a lot of great subjects out on this podcast for the music lesson business. Um, You know, and it's getting tougher, to be honest with you, to come up with new or different topics or different ways of expanding on just our industry. And me personally, I generally listen to podcasts outside of our industry. I don't really listen to much within our industry. Um, you know, I left the Facebook groups, um, that type of stuff. Most of my ideas, a lot of, uh, you know, software or companies that I end up using or ideas that I get or marketing concepts and things like that. I take all that from other industries and then apply it to my business. So for me personally, from a growth standpoint, I feel that it will be more interesting for me to be interacting with uh, a, a wide variety of businesses. It gives me the opportunity to do more interview type episodes. Um, you know, and obviously, you know, there's a lot of crossover here. Um, I'm certainly going to talk about my business, you know, and, and what I do in the music lesson business and relate that with interview guests that may be from a d- different industry. And I will have people on the show that are from our industry and certainly will have, you know, guests on from different companies and things like that, that could be something that you would utilize in your business, but it just won't be specific to, um, you know, the music lessons only, right? So much of what we talk about, especially in the marketing context could really um, apply to so many types of businesses. So I just want to make it a broader appeal, um, a little, you know, wider audience 
And I'm excited to, you know, in, you know, I have a lot of people on my list already to reach out to for interviews. And uh, we are starting up the I Heart Costa Mesa podcast again. That's a whole interesting story um, that we're going to get into on an episode. I'm going to interview the new, I guess you could say, owner of I Heart Costa Mesa as an entity. So somebody else, um, basically our iHeart Costa Mesa kind of came to a crashing halt during the pa pandemic. Um, I didn't really get much information from them on what was going on. I thought it was a time that we should be doing the podcast, uh, but they put a halt to the entire thing and closed it down. Uh, but a buddy of mine, Dean, he purchased the rights to use I Heart Costa Mesa. So he's relaunching the podcast and I'll probably be involved a little bit. Uh, I don't think I'll be producing each episode like I was back then, but I'm going to definitely be involved in some way. And, uh, you know, I'll be having him on as a guest. He is a business owner as well in Costa Mesa, Thunder King Coffee, and uh, lots of connections to other business owners. And, um, you know, a lot of people that I know within the music industry are also, um, uh, entrepreneurs and business owners and I want to interview them and get more perspective and more inspiration for not only what I can do with my music lesson business but other interests that I have and you know I hope that you will take that next turn with me and keep following the podcast it's going to, you won't have to change anything if you're a subscriber. It's just the next time an episode comes out, it's going to have a different name. And, uh, you know, the content will start to change. So um, I hope you'll stick with me. Uh, I think you will be wise to branch out from just the music lesson business and look and see what you can take from other types of businesses that you might be able to apply to your business. Uh, so that's what's happening with Music Lesson Business Academy. This is it. This final episode happens today, and uh, the new podcast will be launching very shortly, a couple weeks maybe. And I do want to say a big thank you to everybody that has listened to the show, uh, everybody that I've met through the show and who's helped me in different ways. Um, some of the early guests that were on the show I still talk to today and interact with on a regular basis. It's been a really great experience, you know, and uh, it, it's crazy to be several years into a podcast. So um, I want to thank the sponsors of the show, Teacher Zone and Chris and Tyler over at Teacher Zone, as well as Never Alone Business Services. Chris and Jen over there, thank you so much for your support of the show. So that's it. New podcast coming soon, couple weeks out. Be ready to dig into the first episode of Punk Rock Business School. With that said, let's get into today's episode with Jason. All right, I am pleased to welcome returning guest to the show, Jason Mullenbrock from Blue and Green Music out in Phoenix, Arizona. Hey, Danny. How are you, sir? Hey, doing doing pretty well. We're very uh, very doing ready for this break. <laughs> COVID good? Doing COVID good? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, this is a good time. Normally a nice time of year out there in Phoenix, right? Good, this, good weather right now. This is when you um, really get the payoff for those horrible, horrible summer months. It's yeah. we have our windows open, just so nice right now. <laughs> that that's you gotta love the West. Um, yeah, we're having same thing. California right now, just like seventy six degrees, sunny, just perfect. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's really good. unbelievable. <laughs> so you know that's what they say. You pay to stay. Yeah, in California. So see, that's we we get the we get the summer discount. Yeah, right. Exactly, exactly. So um, you know, in the precursor to you coming on, I kind of did a little recap about the um, call that we did, uh, and my discussion of that was uh, two episodes back 
yeah. on the show. And um, so wanted to just kind of go a little bit deeper and, and kind of get your perspective and hear from you. You know, you had mentioned that you had some successes and kind of open up some, you know, just a different way of thinking about things. So um, give us a, a, a slight recap, I guess, on what we were talking about and what we did on that call and then uh, kind of what you've done with that since then. Yeah. So when we had the call, um, I started just really, really pumped up to, to tell you about um, kind of just all of these new directions that um, we had been heading at our school um, content wise um, and, you know, making the big decision to cut out all um, instruments other than piano and really just focus on piano lessons for kids. And then, um, you know, using uh, Seesaw, which you've talked about a little bit, um, the really cool, really cool student engagement um, app. Um, and just a lot of, uh, a lot of good, fun directions that we were heading for the kids. Um, and so you take, took a look at my website. We kind of were talking a little bit about that. And then we did a little practice sales call and um, started becoming very clear that the excitement that I was giving you when we were just kind of casually talking was not what we were selling um, on our ads, on the website, or when I got a parent on the phone. Yeah, it's, um, I, and I think this is, you know, this is those situations and I think it, 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 it really works in both directions for, for people. I mean, I get that same benefit from having somebody, um, you know, kind of, kind of look at my messaging and my website and my sales pitch from their perspective, you know, and, and giving me that feedback as well to see, you know, are you hitting the mark? I mean, it's, it doesn't matter who you are. I mean, it's very easy to miss the mark on your own stuff. And it's easier to, to be able to spot that in somebody else's marketing or mm -hmm. messaging, you know, than it is on your own. And that's why I think it's, you know, it's really good to, to bounce those things back and forth. And I think it's super common. I mean, I, when I talk to, or, or do coaching with, with, school owners, I, I feel like it's a very common scenario. And I think the challenge is, is that you're excited, right? About yeah. a lot of things that you feel your school is doing. It's much more challenging to take that excitement and translate it into some clear, concise copy or sentences that makes the customer actually feel that and understand that you know, at the same time. I mean, it, it's great to be pumped up, you know, and certainly when you're selling somebody on your music school or, or taking lessons over the phone, you know, we want to have a certain amount of excitement. We don't want to sound, you know, dull or like we're not excited about our school. But I, I think for probably 99% of the people, that that's really all they're projecting. There's not a lot of substance to mm -hmm. it, you know? <laughs> and, and we got to mix the excitement with with the substance to to get a better result yeah yeah and i think that's you know when we first <laughs> when i was first pitching to you i just started just and what i what i would do um, when i would get parents on the phone too um just start listing all of these crazy things about you know because we, we made our own uh curriculum and so i would i just immediately start jumping into that because we're really proud of it <laughs> yeah but yeah, not not many people want to hear that right away. They're more, you know, they're more concerned about their own kid <laughs> and sure, what this sure. and what this could mean for them. So, I was definitely crowding our own potential message with just all of these extra extra little little things, um, the details. Yeah, and it's 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 super common. Again, I I battled with this myself for so long, and I think I still do on the website. Which is, it's like we're afraid 
Like we have to tell everybody everything. And if I leave this off the website, well, I might miss out on this adult student. Or if I leave, if I don't mention mm-hmm. that we, we also offered this service or this other thing, I might miss out on that student, you know? And, and I guess the, the easiest way I think for people to, to try to, you know, rationalize it or, or a way to look at it that might help them. You know, if you don't want to get on a coaching call and have somebody else kind of help walk you through it, the way that you can progress with this is to look at how you personally look at other businesses and other businesses' websites, you know, Mm -hmm. services that you might like or companies that you choose to use. You know, when you look at their website, does it say everything? You know, what was it that got you to call them and check it out? Was it because they listed every detail you know, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, they do work with people named Jason. I guess I can call them. You know, it's like they they don't, you know, they try to give you those basics and then take you to the next step. Right. And I think in the sales call, we try to do too much before we're taking people to the next step, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's so. Yeah, go ahead. You know, so when, yeah, when we did that sales call, we, you know, we, we started to kind of break it down and say, okay, you're you're telling me a ton of different stuff and it's kind of not in any real particular order. It's just, you know, we do this and we also do this and we also do this, you know, and very hard for a parent to really understand what that stuff is, what, what's going to benefit them. How does this all work? And, and. You know, we tried to to just nail it down to a couple of things that are presented to a parent, uh, you know, in a way that makes sense to them, you know, yeah. and, and gets them to just be ready to take that next step. The, the biggest challenge, which I talked a little bit about last week, is like trying to figure out, well, what is it that they actually the parent even cares about? Um, and, and we're always faced with that thing. And I think you brought up a great point where you said, you know. We've developed our own curriculum, which we're very proud of, but maybe at the beginning, that's not something the parent really is necessarily looking for. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to come back to that as we roll through, because there is a way to utilize that, you know, and, and it's basically us teaching, right, or mentoring that parent on things that they should care about, which is something that we have to do. Obviously we have to be interested in the things that matter to them is ease of scheduling really important to them or I don't know, easygoing policies or stuff like that, that they might care about regardless of the quality of the music lesson. You know, mm-hmm. um, those might be things that initially that parent coming into it, that might be more what they're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think, uh, and then it's up to us to, help them with that but then also then teach them the other stuff you know as well yeah it, exactly and i think that's kind of where we pivoted to aggressively <laughs> right away is um instead of making it about the things that we do to get these pretty cool results we've moved it 100 percent to just what that result is in this most simplified form is you know all we do is piano lessons and piano lessons don't have to be intimidating or boring in the beginning like they can be fun and your kid can ask for more and want to do it and really learn right away and get excited right away like we've kind of moved our the moment instead of looking to the future for someday they'll be on stage to you know, you get to celebrate your kid right now and they get to be super excited right now. And so like, that's the main messaging that we're giving parents right off the bat is just, we created a school that's all about kids starting piano lessons and how amazing that moment can be. Kind of take away some of that initial stress that a lot of parents are having when they have young kids who are starting piano. Then we move down a little bit as the, as the conversation continues or a little bit further down our website. And we talk about the, the easy rescheduling that we do, 
kind of the the way um, some of the unique um, programs that we have to eliminate practice battles and things like that um, just to make their lives easier. So we kind of start with, you know, your kid can have an amazing experience right away to then here's how we make it easier on you. And that's for the most part, what we've realized is that's all that anyone's really looking for. Gotcha. Right. And then, you know, we can have all this other amazing stuff about our curriculum and these other programs that we do um, that we could be sending in, you know, either email marketing or once they start lessons, then they'll start seeing like, that's how we can keep students, you know, once they, after that, like initial um, spark. So, right, right. So when we, when we were doing the mock-up sales call, you know, you were kind of going deep into the curriculum and, and, you know, these, how you've created it and, you know, how it works and all these kind of things. How would you explain it now if you were telling somebody, you know, you got a phone call, I've got a kid, I'm looking for piano lessons for my 10 year old. Now Mm -hmm. you're saying, you know, we've, we're going to get this great result right off the bat. Mm -hmm. How would you explain that to somebody now? Yeah. So now with the, I I don't really go into details about the curriculum um, anymore. Instead, what I say is that most, you know, piano methods are built towards guiding, you know, your student, your kid towards something that they're going to maybe be able to do someday if they try Mm -hmm. hard enough and practice in the right way. You know, most methods are built towards that. We, you know, as former educators, we've decided that that wasn't good enough. We looked for something, didn't find it, so we created our own that really focuses on getting the most out of this experience for your kid right away. So I don't even go into any details. And, and that's, that's it. usually Boom, enough that's for it. them. Yeah. And it's, you're kind of saying, we created a program that gets this result without really then saying, here's what that program is. And then we if you teach this theory versus that, or you know, we do this first instead of that first and all those mm-hmm. kind of details. And if they ask, we've got, you know, we could talk to them about it for sure, hours. Sure. <laughs> but instead of forcing them to hear it now, we're kind of just, and they can usually hear the confidence too. Yeah. Um, in, either hear it when we're talking to them or even just the messaging um, on the website. That it's Yeah, like, I mean, when we did the initial, you know, mock sales call, I could feel the excitement, but I, I could also feel the lack of um, just assuredness in your positioning of, Mm -hmm. I know exactly what I'm going to say and how I'm going to say it. And I do it this exact same way with every single customer. I go (laughs) A, B, C, boom, we're done, you know? Yeah. So A, so now when you get that call, you know, after you've broken the ice, you know, get some names, ask a few questions, you know, uh, and, and the chop that, that works so good. And, and I was just on a call with Robbie out at musical life Denver, and we were doing the same basic rundown is, you know, when you initially take that phone call and you get through the pleasantries of it, you know, Oh, what's your name? Oh, thanks for calling. How old's your son? Um, okay, have they played music before? Have they done any lessons? You know, you're getting that qualifying, getting the information from them. The easy way to make the transition is to just say, well, let me just take a second here and give you a rundown of our program and how it all works. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're setting them up right then and there for them to go, okay, he's about to explain this to me. So you're kind of like p- taking them and going, okay, now that we got through this, I need you to focus for a second. And listen to what I'm going to say to you. You know, it's like you're setting it up to present the program, you know, mm-hmm. and then boom, you go into it. So in your case, going into it, A is what we just covered, which is, you know, instead of focusing on what you're going to be able to do playing piano five years from now, we're going to focus on what your child can do right now on piano set so that they love piano and love the experience off of day one and we created our own system and curriculum that accomplishes that yeah what's what's b what's number two 
Number two, um, usually we'll we'll talk a little bit just about how you know they'll be playing, you know, they're they'll be learning how to read music, but also playing their favorite songs and kind of let them know that you know this is going to be all about them, like right away. Mm-hmm. Um, then we'll transition into how you know we've kind of built the school to make their life easier as well. You know that they're making an awesome choice by trying to find piano lessons for their kids, and we've created a system that allows them to relax a little bit while while they're while they're taking their kids to lessons we'll go into the rescheduling super easy rescheduling the no practice battles we've got we've got a system in place that even makes that part fun um, and rewards kids um, and how we'll just allow them to really celebrate who their kid is right now if you had to bullet point this, yeah. right? Even though like bullet points isn't how you would explain it to somebody necessarily. Um, although you might bullet point it in an email for sure, because that, and you might bullet point it on a website, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where it might be, you know, here's three reasons why you'll like your piano lessons with us. A, B, and C, and those might be bullet points that are very, you know, it's one sentence. There's not, it's not a paragraph of information for somebody to read. If you were going to bullet point it, how would you bullet point it? So bullet point one would be, um, yeah, we focus on the piano experience today, not the piano experience of the future. Yeah. Yeah. So So what would, how would you bullet point these others? other things so yeah it's good it's good yeah yeah so it's so we would talk about um i would say we can we can call that um motive motivation um how we we focus on you know getting your kid excited about their piano lessons right away um and then the next bullet point would be kind of confidence, how, you know, we've created our own system that helps kids learn, um, in a way that they like and understand, um, so that they know that there's support there for their student as they're learning. Um, and it gives them a little bit of an insight into the fact that it's not just, you know, we're not taking the learning away from the experience and just making it all fun. You know, there's right, a lot right. of learning happening too, but it's just very, very supportive of their kid. And then the third thing would be the parents' experience that that's like very important to us too, and that we that we have systems in place for them. I I think you might even be able to simplify it even a little bit more because a lot of what you were mentioning there, kind of number two, number three, could almost all be included in that first. Mm -hmm. bullet point yeah you know which is you've created this system we created our own curriculum that focuses on what your child can do on piano today versus what they can do in the future and that utilizes our own curriculum it utilizes a system of testing and rewards that we do for students you know or or something along those lines and kind of encompass a lot of that right in there and then bullet point number two might be you know, here one of the things you got to do as you're doing this is think about like what are the biggies? What like so f- for you and I because we're both doing this at our school, the seesaw thing is a biggie, right? Mm-hmm. Because hardly anybody does it, right? And it's freaking awesome. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm doing, I, I've been having so much fun with it lately too. Um, so. You know, maybe number two bullet point is we're utilizing the latest in learning software utilized by mm-hmm. the public school system to to make these lessons really fun and engaging. Here's how that works. And you just give them a quick little thing. You know, the student's going to awesome. have their own their own um, journal, their own homepage, however you want to say it. The teacher's going to be uploading videos, documents. Student can upload videos, documents, send it back. You know, it it really only needs to be a couple of sentences for them to get the, they just need to kind of get a visual picture of like, 
oh, I see. Like in their mind, they're like, ooh, that sounds cool, you know? So maybe that's part two. And then you go, and then lastly, we've got a bunch of systems to make it super easy for the parents because rescheduling and all that stuff has always been a huge hassle with music lessons. It's like one of the worst parts of the whole thing for you. So, you know, we, yes, we put a lot into making sure your child's lesson is going to be amazing, but we're making this part super easy for going for you guys as well. And we use some, you know, these tools X, Y, and Z to make that happen. It might only need to be those three things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, cause again, it, it, it's, you know, it, and worst case scenario too, is those things, those statements open up questions from a customer, right? So they can then ask a question. Well, tell me like when you say that you're going to focus on this part of the, you know, the piano experience today versus the old way that people do it, what do you mean exactly? You know, and then that gives you at that point, if they're asking you that question, they're opening up the door. So mm -hmm. first off, they're saying they're really interested in what you just said. So, you know, okay, this person's interested. People don't ask any questions. They're usually not interested. You know? Yeah. And I, I, I like that too, because I always felt when I would just kind of like list everything off right off the bat that like, I feel like I have to say this, but I'm not sure anyone's listening. <laughs> so if they're asking questions, then they're ready to hear those details too. Um, yeah, it's, hang on here. Um, Sorry, getting text messages that shouldn't be coming to me from teachers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I've really been on this mission at my school to get the teachers, you know, to know who does what at the school. And it's like I created an infographic forum. We covered it at the meeting. And I'm like, OK, guys, I'm sales and marketing. You know, I'm business development, new courses, new classes for the students, the big picture stuff. I'll work on the bands and everything. When you got some scheduling issue, I don't do it. That's I'm not going to respond to your text message. <laughs> we have, that's operations. Here's who does operations. But they still like every question. They, they hit me up and I'm like, didn't we just cover this? There's eight. <laughs> there's eight other people that can give you the Wi-Fi password at the new building. You know, <laughs> I unbelievable anyway oh, <laughs> those are my frustrations it's like yeah, listen that's... i don't want to i and I, I just my customer paranoia because my teachers are my customer i i have that thing of like i have to respond instantly because i want to give good service yeah you know so it's like i'm answering the question before the person who should be answering the question does <laughs> you know so then the problem with that is it perpetuates it because then they oh, yeah. only want to come to me because i'm responsive <laughs> you know anyway so um yeah if you know you touch on these core topics and then allow the person to ask a question for a little bit more input or clarification they're showing interest and then that gives you that opportunity to go a little bit deeper on that curriculum thing and explain like you know here's how piano lessons used to work this is what would be taught in the book and here's the problem with that so this is why our system we go this direction for this reason and that reason you know and what you'll get from that is your child will be playing songs having fun and more musical enjoyment sooner. And we've learned if we can get them to do that sooner, they're going to fall in love with it and stick with it. Yeah. So that's features, advantage, benefit. Feature, advantage, benefit. So awesome. the benefit in that one is your kid's going to fall in love with it and stick with it, which is probably one of the big concerns, right? That yes. a lot of parents, uh, a lot of parents have. So, you know, even the parent that's like, I don't really care about music. I don't really care about your curriculum. None of that matters to me. This is just something my kid wants to do. Just make it easy for me. You know, which I do think there's a lot of those parents out there that just like, you know, I don't want to see their seesaw assignments because I don't care. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, like, I mean, this is a reality, parents, is that that's kind of how a lot of them come off, you know, mm -hmm. is like. 
just, you know, I want them to go do it. I hope they enjoy it, but I'm not that interested, <laughs> you know. Um, but maybe we can make get them interested, you know. Maybe they just don't know why they should be interested in it yet, you know. Uh, and, and that's where, again, it, it's a constant, you know, we're constantly selling from our point of view. You know, we have to constantly sell. Um, yeah, and to, I think that could to, be... The... To make these things happen. And that could be like where a lot of those more deeper like details in how everything works can come into play is like once they're in the door, yeah, we still do have to sell them on why it's important to utilize some of these systems or how this isn't like this isn't here to make their life more complicated. It's actually here to help them out and to get that result that they're looking for and that they signed up for in the first place. And yeah, it's 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 funny in explaining that now that I thought that that was what I should start things off with <laughs> right? before right. they're even in the door. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, again, it's, it's very, very natural and we all do it. It's like, all right, I've got this person in front of me. Here's my golden opportunity, you know, <laughs> to just tell them the whole story in one paragraph with, you know, no stopping, just go, 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 go. Realizing that really, in selling, which is, you know, no matter how we don't want to admit this, but that's what we are doing in sales. It's really all about asking questions and gathering information. You have to ask questions. You have to listen to what people say, because as they're asking you a question or, you know, they, they give you some kind of response. They're giving you information that helps you to understand kind of where they're coming from with it. So you could quickly, you know, in that conversation, it, it's, it's usually pretty easy to tell, well, is this parent pretty interested in the teaching method? Or are all they asking me about pricing, scheduling, what if we can't make it to a lesson? Mm -hmm. Which some people like go right into that. Like, how much is it? Well, what if we can't do the same lesson every week? You know, like, how does that work? Like, that's their big concern. So that if they've mentioned those things, then boom, you know what the open door is on maybe what you focus a little bit more on with them, yeah. you know, in that case. So, um, you know, as you kind of restructured this, how, how did it go moving forward from there? Have you talked to some people since then or? Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, so even though what we had been talking about was um, on that call was um, kind of refining the sales pitch. Um, that day I was just like super pumped up to get things changed. And also we weren't really getting a lot of uh, inquiries in. Um, hadn't been for the past few months. So kind of redid some ads and uh, really focusing. We tried to find a picture. We kind of like scrolled through like all of these pictures that we've that we had been taking, you know, over the over the past year, um, and we found one that you know the kid wasn't even playing piano, just sitting by the piano, kind of like with this like proud of himself half smile, and then um, his teacher is just behind him, kind of like with his hands up, just going, "Did you see what he just did?" You know, <laughs> and we're like, "Oh, that's the picture that talks about this moment we're talking about." Yeah. So we just put together an ad that's just like pretty much like your kid can get this kind of experience on their first lesson. Like they could feel good like this. Um, and we put just a tiny, just, just a little bit of information in there, but it was pretty much just about that. Um, and then we just kind of tested an, an ad on Facebook and just started getting so many more landing page views from that picture. And we, we've had so many better pictures too, like, higher quality yeah, kids yeah. doing like amazing things, you know, videos of them playing awesome stuff. But this one just got so many more clicks right away. But then I went to the page, the landing page that they were getting on and realized, yeah, no, this is all jumbled. <laughs> like, so then we kind of redid um, the homepage and the piano lessons page to kind of meet those more step, more simplified yeah. messaging. Um, and then, so we made that change the next day. And then after that, um, in the course of the next four days, we got six forms filled out, got 
um, well, 10 forms filled out, got on the phone with six of them, signed up five of them. Um, and this was coming from like, we had like the past two months prior, we had like three inquiries. <laughs> like we were like, man, yeah. we are drying up here. <laughs> so it changed things dramatically. I think just because, you know, we had, we had put in so much work to create this experience. We got rid of a ton of teachers. Um, and well, some of them just left too, but lost a bunch of teachers, got rid of all of our instruments other than piano. I mean, we were getting hyper-specific, but our website and our ads and my sales pitches were all really broad. <laughs> so gotcha. it didn't matter that we got so specific um, because that's not what we were selling. And it was crazy. Yeah, just making that, just making that pivot, just all of a sudden, we didn't change anything else about the ads or the website or the form. We just changed that messaging to that pivot. And all of a sudden we were starting to get um, interests again. How, um, how did it go when you spoke to those people on the phone? Oh, they, like, you could just tell, I mean, not with every single one of them, but with a lot of them, you could tell they're like, oh, finally a place like this. <laughs> we had one parent who was, who said, you know, I've been waiting for three years to get my daughter piano lessons. She doesn't want to do piano lessons, but I know it'll be good for her. I did them and it's just really important, but I, I also just don't want to be a mean mom and force her into something she doesn't want to do. She's like, this is incredible. She, you know, and she was just uh, like really, really grateful and was basically like halfway through the pitch. She's like, I'm, I mean, I'm sold. So what do we do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. You know, and it's, it's interesting too, because some of that success purely might be coming down to even if people aren't 100% understanding everything you're saying, what they're understanding is that you're, you, the person explaining it to them ha seems to have confidence mm -hmm. about it. So as you roll through these things, you know, it's A, it's B, it's C, here's why that matters. They, even if they don't really understand everything you're saying, what they do understand is like, okay, this person seems very confident about what they're saying. And it sounds like there's it, it, at least an organized approach to this whole thing, mm -hmm. you know, versus kind of the standard, which is people, you know, music school owners kind of just tend to talk in circles about having fun. And, you know, we do a customized program. So every kid does their own thing. And it's like the same sort of circle mm -hmm. that everyone talks about that just sort of I think can really come off as this person th seems enthusiastic and nice about their lessons but it may not necessarily come across like there's really a program you know in place so I think yeah. just the confidence level for you personally or any music school owner once you've got it bullet pointed out you know it's so much easier to talk about it and just the fact that you're like, hell yeah, I'm ready. I mean, here's an important distinction for everybody listening to think about. Are you nervous about talking about your programs on a sales call <laughs> to somebody? Yeah. <laughs> or are you excited because you know you can kick its ass? And when you're when you when you're when you look at it and go, I am going to crush this because I'm so confident in what to say. The whole world it's so different again even if the person doesn't know what you meant about that curriculum thing even if it's just purely like whoa this person knows what they're talking about or is very crystal clear and confident in their program that makes people feel comfortable and 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 confident in spending their money with you you know yeah and i think it's it's cool because like reframing all of this what it's allowed to happen is, I mean, cause yeah, we really like, we really believe in the content and the uh, material and curriculum and everything that we've created and the systems that we use, but I wasn't confident on why someone would want to hear that. Right. So I was a little apologetic sometimes when I would talk about yes. it up front, yeah. but in talking about the experience that's possible, I'm super confident about that because of all those systems and everything that we have. So it's like, right. instead of putting it up front, we just have it in the background, but that allows me in, you know, 
when talking to people to be really confident about what we're saying because we know we have that in our back pocket. And so it's kind of funny that <laughs> just shifting it into the background just changed, like, changed everything. Yeah. And I experienced this two times fairly recently. One would be when we purchased that other music school because it was a different vibe for sure. And we had, it wasn't like we flipped a switch and, cr and just turned it into another music factory. It kind of had this alter ego. And I was very unconfident about what that alter ego mm -hmm. was going to be. And it really impacted my ability to sell on the phone because, you know, I couldn't say the same things that I was normally saying about the music factory because we didn't really have all those things in place. You know, and it was like, well, so we kind of do this and here's where we're going with it, you know, and it was very iffy. It was just kind of roundabout and iffy like that. And it really came through. And then the more recent one is, you know, when we made the pivot to online lessons, it's like, OK, I, I got to talk about this different now. And mm -hmm. it took me a little time to sort of get it down to whereas now if I get that call from that guitar student, I'm like. Here we're doing online and here's why you should do it, you know, and even taking the person that's like, well, my son's doing so much online. They're burned out on Zoom. We were really hoping for something in person. I know exactly what I'm going to say. Like I say the same thing to that person every time, you know, every customer that says that I say the exact same stuff. And once you feel like you've sort of got the script you know, of where you're going to go with it. it, it's easy. And then you just lay it out there and all of a sudden you're like, wow, a lot more of these people are signing up than they were a month ago or two months ago or three months ago as I've developed what it is that I say to people. And, you know, something I was going to touch on, you know, like you said, you guys spent so much time creating the curriculum and the system and the program that you offer. And you're very proud of it, rightfully so. So I think when we feel that way, it's our natural, you know, we take that natural course of wanting to go deep and really explain to somebody else about those things, mm -hmm. you know? And maybe now isn't the time, you know? I think that's what you're coming to is, well, now isn't the time. Yeah. I can brush I can give them the big picture of we have this program. Here's what it does for you. Here's a couple of the little things we do within there that make that happen. But there's much more to it than that. But there's other opportunity to then lock them into why that matters, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we're proud and, and we worked so hard on it. You know, it's like we want to get it out there, you know. <laughs> I think that's just super understandable and, and very natural for all of us to, to feel that way, you know? And the more I think about this topic, I look back on the early days of our school where we, we knew we were trying to do something different. We just, but I don't, we couldn't articulate it at all. Mm -hmm. And it was always like, no, trust us, feel this difference. It's going to be different. Well, trust me, it's what we do is so different. And then it was like, okay, how is it different? And then it was like, uh, well, <laughs> you know? And it was like, we knew maybe internally that we felt a way that it was gonna be different. But we couldn't just clearly go A, B, C, and D. Mm -hmm. Go, <laughs> are you ready to sign up, you know? <laughs> and now I just go A, B, C, D, what day's good for you for lessons, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so the other thing that I, I was thinking about when you were talking about it is kind of putting all this into like a system for somebody for another music school or a, a flow process to follow. And, and, and I think you should start with, you know, a handwritten piece of paper and you write out how are we different? What are we offering? What's the, you know, what's A, B and C? What are the features? You know, give me three or four. It features advantages, benefits to my school. And what's the offer? Okay. So in most, you know, sales, it's A, B, C, features, advantages, benefits. And then you got you to gotta have an offer, right? Mm -hmm. So 
if you start with there on paper, then that translates into how you say those things to somebody over the phone, and you should practice that. Yeah. As that's working, you take that and then translate that onto your website and to your landing pages and to your email copy that goes out. So you do it in that order, mm-hmm. you know? So then you have that part going. Now, the other side of it is, okay, so you got them locked in. They're going to come in. They're going to, you know, they're going to start the lessons. Now that they're signed up, that's the point that you start to inter- use internal marketing to sell them on your system and your process and, and, and what you're doing with those lessons. So that's where you can, you know, they've signed up for lessons. Maybe they get an email sequence that's, you know, some videos or something. And it's a series of five videos where it's a little more in depth with you talking about the piano program and the curriculum and how it really works in, in more detail, you know? Um, so then you are now kind of like indoctrinating the customer into that system. Yeah. And I think like, I mean, I mean, isn't that like how maybe like a CrossFit cult works, you know, like, like the CrossFitters, right. They're like, they're, they're so into it. It's like a cult. Right. And it's like, they've sort of been indoctrinated into the way, but they probably weren't, didn't get all that. Like before they signed up, you know, yeah. they were probably just like, I got to get in shape. And I this think CrossFit that's... thing seems popular. Maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. And they kind of build, I would imagine that they build kind of on that feeling that you get when you start like, yeah. Oh, I feel better than I thought I was going to. Here's how it works. And then you're like, Oh, I get it now. And then that helps them spread it. And yeah yeah it's a lot you know, more of a it, natural buildup right right yeah i think you know any of those types of services they're going to tell you certain elements of what it is that you know what is crossfit what is this kind of training versus that kind of training uh all those kind of things but as you start to do it is when you start to get more emails and more information that's really pulling you in to the system and and what it is that you're doing. So I, I, I would go in that direction with it, you know, where you start on the phone or start on a piece of paper that works to help you sell on the phone. You apply that stuff to your website, to your email copy. Then as you've onboarded that student, those are the types of things that could be part of those onboarding yeah. sequences. You know, when you get a new student, there should be a whole sequence of stuff that they're getting over the first month or two of lessons that, you know, teach them, well, here's how you reschedule a lesson. Here's how the curriculum works. Here's how the rewards program works. Um, you know, here's the benefits of those things. So you're really indoctrinating them then into that whole system. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that gives you that opportunity to prove to them that your piano program and idea actually works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, we put so much into signing people up and getting them rolling, you know, that it's like, don't, don't miss that opportunity to, um, you know, benefit and capitalize on all that effort that you put in by not delivering or not even, even not so much delivering, but you almost, again, you have to explain to them how you're delivering because they just, you know, we expect them to understand like why is Seesaw cool? Like they're going to understand that. Well, they just won't, <laughs> you know, I mean, unless you go, well, this is why it's good. Yeah. We've, they, we've they, experienced they, they that with, uh, with Seesaw specifically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's easy for people to look at something and go, oh, it's another thing I got to log into. You know, and my kids already doing a ton of logins and I've got to use seven different websites for their Mm -hmm. online school and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, well, you could look at it that way and be lame or you can get stoked on how cool this is for your kid. You know, and I think it's up to us to go. Here's why it's cool. You should do it. This is why it's good. You know, if we leave it up to them, you know, it's again, Last week's episode, I I go back and forth on this. I 100% know that I could do music lessons and be like a referral kind of business 
where I just refer you to contractors around here and you sign up for lessons. You know, I could be a lessons.com, right? Yeah. That's about one thing. Spending a bunch of money on marketing. That's it. Like we could all go that route and, and some schools, maybe that's what they do. It's like, we're going to have contractors. I don't really care that much about the lesson as long as it doesn't suck. We just do the basics. But our whole focus is on, I'm going to do X amount of dollars in Facebook and Google ads and bring in X amount of leads and X number of them will sign up. And that's all we need. And, and you could certainly build a profitable business just doing it at that level and not really being like that interested in like the curriculum or what are they learning or how good is the experience, you know? There is that side of it, and I wouldn't say that that's necessarily wrong. That's just one way of doing it, you know? I think for a lot of us that are musicians, um, we wouldn't be happy doing that. I, like, I, even though I've made this pivot to the online lesson and there's elements of what my school was doing before that we won't be able to do, I'm still really, really focused on it's got to be good. You know, and like, or I wouldn't do that seesaw. I wouldn't spend all that money on the stuff that we spend money on that. I, yes, I know it goes unappreciated by a lot of the parents, but I appreciate it, you know, and the teachers, the good ones appreciate it. And the good students do appreciate it. And I can be much more excited and feel good about what we do, knowing that I am trying to provide something that is really, really good. I'm not just trying to market to you and get you signed up and then that's it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I know that you're in that same boat where, yeah, we got to get people signed up. It's a business, but we want to build a business based around really delivering uh, something that we truly believe in because it's much more meaningful that way, you know? And I think when you, if you want to have staying power, if you want to leave a mark, if you want to like not just hate your business, and really feel good about it. I, th- I think you got to like, you know, you got to care about those things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> sometimes you wonder like why we put so much into this, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really is. If you're, if you're trying to build an experience, it's hard to do if you're not being really specific with what you're building. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, in, in a, some of my sales emails that are going out in my sequence lately, I've been leaning into certain things harder than I would in the past. Um, and just calling it out, you know, and not mm-hmm. being afraid to like call it out. It's not going to be for everybody, you know, and, and that email may just turn somebody off, but um, I, I'm calling it out and, you know, and, and just saying like, listen, I know that we care a lot and do more than most other music schools. And I think that that matters. Yeah. If that's not what you're looking for, don't sign up with us, you know, but here's the reality. You know, I think I've even been saying in one of the emails, I do a little thing about like, well, I, I forget how it starts off, but it says, you know, I do this podcast I talk to tons of other music school owners, so I know what other music schools do. More importantly, I know what they don't do. Yeah. And here's all the shit that they don't do that I do. Yeah. And that's and I basically lay it out and go, here's what none of them do, and I'm doing all of that, and it matters. It might work with some people, might not. You know, we'll see ya. But yeah, we... um, it's up to me to call that out and, and, again, inform them. It's like, well... We don't shouldn't expect them to know why those things matter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's like my partner Shauna, who like you know <laughs> the main reason you know why we're using seesaw. Um, she used to teach um, fifth and seventh grade. You know what we what we see is just with a lot of music lessons, the kids' learning experience a lot of times isn't that strong, and sometimes it's kind of like mentally unhealthy, and so. We've been trying to get a little bit more aggressive with that too um, and tie that in of just like, you know, this is built by (laughs) educators for kids in a way to support them. That's, you know, luck of the draw, you know, it might be a little bit more intimidating or boring than you're expecting, 
the problem is we've just never had a door open to have those conversations because we just had a, it, that kind of messaging would be inserted somewhere in the noise of all this other stuff that we're doing. So I feel like by getting so specific now and actually having it more, I mean, I, you can tell while I'm talking through it, I'm still, (laughs) still getting, still getting my feet wet on this, but even just the initial spark of it, um, there's already a door open that I've never seen before. Yeah. Well, and and it's, I mean, obviously it's a constant evolving learning process, you know, like what you experience with your ads. I mean, I think anytime you're doing an ad, you never just do one ad, you know, because you got to experiment, you know, you found the right picture that resonated the best, you know, you found the right copy that resonated. And, and that's why you should always have, you know, a B testing of everything you're doing on a website or mm-hmm. in an ad is, you know, as much as we try, there's still some guesswork involved and, you know, you got to just experiment and then, okay, this seems to be working better. Let's go more in this direction. Then you a B test again, keep this one, alter this a little bit more. Does it go better? Oh, nope. It's not going better. Go back to this one, you know, and you got to do that. And, and, you know. Again, it's just how much better do you need it to get to all of a sudden hit a tipping point? Mm -hmm. You know, if you went from a couple of leads, you know, a week to 10 leads a week, you know, that five or six are signing up. Well, all of a sudden you're you're like, all right, maybe I don't even need more than that. That might be it. That that's all you need to build a really nice, profitable business. You know, it doesn't always have to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Like you don't have to go from 10 leads to 20 leads to 30 leads all the time. You know, it depends what you're trying to build with the school. And if you can combine a a quality amount of leads coming in that are the right customer for you and you're good at your sales pitch, you've got all the follow-up sequences and systems in place. And on the other side, you're pretty good at holding on to those students. Well, you're going to hit a tipping point where it's like, you know, you're growing at a rate that's totally comfortable to grow at. Mm-hmm. And in a short period of time, your school, you know, is where you want it to be, you know. And, you know, and then you hit the plateaus. You hit the, okay, we're at 200 students. Now maybe I have to do more or do it different to go to that next level, you know, or something like that. But, you know, it, as once you get the basics down of, of uh, a sales pitch that's working and a basic copy and message that's working, just run with that, you know, and then build it as big as you can with that before you worry about changing it too much. So, well, Jason, I appreciate you taking the time to kind of, uh, you know, go a little bit deeper on how those things uh, are working for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's always good to catch up with you, man. And I, uh, Hope you have continued success into the new year. And I mean, it's really going to be interesting to apply all these things as we roll into like the spring, you know? And, yeah. And, 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 you know, the thing is really right now is the time to dial all this shit in, not to wait. That's... Because <laughs> it, it's going to be here so fast that things are going to start to pick up. Get your email sequences, get your sale. Like right now I'm just selling to people as if, Mm-hmm. It it's next year, you know. Yeah, not, that, don't wait. That podcast you did about the harvest season really started. <laughs> We're like, yeah, yeah we got to do this now. <laughs> it's it just time is going so fast. I mean, it's yeah. December is basically over at this point. You know, it's the new year in our. You know, pretty much today. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just goes so fast. So let's just be, you know, be ready for those things. And you know, you never, you know. Who knows? Things could happen. Things can change. It's always a changing dynamic, but you, you, you can't really can't live your life worried about what those things are, how those things are going to change. You got to just move forward and keep building, keep progressing, keep trying to get better. So, yeah. All right, Jason. Thank you so much, my friend. And we will talk to you soon. All right. Appreciate it, Danny. Bye. Cool.